0: You're listening to the Indie Rundown Podcast.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. It's another episode of the Indie Rundown Podcast, and we have two great guests today for a new indie film coming out called Driven. Casey Dillard and Glenn Payne, thank you guys so much for coming on the show to promote promote your new movie.
2: Oh, thanks for having us.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you very much.
1: Quick, tell me a little bit about yourself question. I'm going to direct this to Glenn Payne first and then... Casey Dillard uh how did you get involved in you know dived into the entertainment industry
0: uh well for me um my background is in fine art and that's what I went to school for uh so in college in my last semester I took an intro to film class and I got to make a really bad little short film um as my final exam and then I was kind of hooked so then I kind of went on from there and uh Started making lots of projects with my, you know, like with my sisters helping us cast and crew usually and using whatever I could get a hold of and trying to slowly grow and uh, um, figure things out as I went along, for better <laughs> or for worse.
1: That's awesome. All right, Casey, uh, what, what about you? I mean, both of you are multifaceted, but how, how did you get into the entertainment, into acting, into film?
2: I have no other marketable abilities. (laughs) Uh, Like, I've always really enjoyed performing. I was one of those annoying kids, and I guess no one in my life discouraged me as much as they should. I I don't remember exactly when I decided that was, like, what I wanted to do with myself. And I have actually, like, actively tried to step away from it before, but you end up getting sucked back in. And actually, uh, when I met glenn payne in an improv group that i was thinking about joining and and did join it was in sort of my big hiatus from performance and he was actually one of the people that was like oh you're good you should do this more
0: (laughs) i'm also really smart we should just throw that out there
2: let me put you in things (laughs) and then of course you know being i i would say that like all performers should try and create their own content, but I will say that, like for me, like I love writing; it's great. But I got into screenwriting so that I could write the kind of stories and characters that I was interested in playing and being part of.
1: How'd you get into screenwriting? Is just screenwriting only, or did you? You know, you you have any other forms of writing that you Um,
2: I'm a a recreational writer in a lot of formats, just as long as they aren't like music or poetry. I'm not good at either of those. I have written stories uh, and I don't know, like I guess you would I I just call them book length (laughs) stories. I don't feel like you can call them novels if you don't get anything published, but (laughs) there's there's always creative output happening, whether the rest of the world sees it or not.
0: How, how old That's were That's a different matter. You submitted a book. You don't have to get into all of it, but you were pretty young, right? I remember that story. Um, oh,
2: yeah. In in fourth grade. Fourth grade, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: Rather, rather than doing this massive poetry assignment that, that we were supposed to be doing, <laughs> I wrote this probably terrible story was like short novel length and i was like oh i'll i'll submit this and get it published and i'll just hand the teacher the book at the end of the year <laughs> instead of the poetry workbook because apparently i thought getting it published happened really quickly She's making her own
1: assignment i like that <laughs>
2: and uh you will notice that i remain unpublished and a terrible <laughs> student to this day
1: <laughs> Well, that's cool so at an early age you kind of Add a little bit of the blueprint in you but a guest on a show uh, rupert sanchez he's a working cinematographer and he says you know a lot of his you know fr- friends in the industry that are actors say that yeah you got to kind of you got to produce your own movies if you want to get them green letter made a lot of the time so it's great you're kind of doing your own thing there too and, and an interesting interesting fact upon researching you guys you guys are located in mississippi mm-hmm. and you know i i'm in new york now but i used to be in the houston area and when you say the Houston area that's basically Houston, Austin, Dallas everyone always drives to and from day trips mm-hmm. it's like the the Bermuda triangle over there that people always doing right uh, there's certain content creators there that you know make indie films that get people to act in things and do things other than commercials and industrials what's it like down in Mississippi the the vibe the the indie film community Close knit, everyone kind of working together, everyone have different factions. What's it like down there?
2: I would say that um, you're going to see most of the same crew on pretty much all the projects. Acting, there's probably a little more variation. It's, I don't know, Glenn, how would you describe it? <laughs>
0: I mean, com- I would say that it's pretty, I don't know, Titan is the right word, but much closer to that than competitive. <clears throat> and I based that against like a what I hear from other, even surrounding states in the South. Now, yeah, it's supportive. Specifically. Yeah, it's very I supportive. Think. Whereas in other places, I don't know, people seem to be like a little more competitive, you know, and uh, yeah. with each other as opposed to trying to push each other forward,
2: maybe. Like, there's a there's a lot of filmmakers around here that I haven't worked with or that Glenn hasn't worked with, but I'm going to rent or watch their movies when they come out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good attitude to have because people always get, you know, you're getting better the More you put into it, so it's right. Uh, it's a lot smaller, the, the community than you think, you know, whether it's regional mm-hmm. or, or whether you're in New York, LA, Atlanta, whatever. But it's it's cool, you know, we never we didn't have anyone in Mississippi, so you're our first Mississippi Indie filmmakers. Congratulations! There's oh, wow, exactly that's an great. award
2: wow. that is, that's weirdly exciting! <laughs> that
0: is pretty cool. I like
1: that. Yeah, have you guys collaborated before? I imagine you have, you know, prior before we get into Driven.
2: Oh, yes. Like I said, we we met actually as part of an improv group here in Tupelo back in, what was that, nine, Glenn? It would be nine,
0: nine, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Well, I'd I'd say that we worked together in the capacity of, like, Glenn was directing or organizing and I was acting. And then we started co-producing things Mm -hmm. in the following years. And, like, we we work on projects independently of each other, but we, we definitely work together closely and a lot of fronts yeah for uh, sure
0: yeah pretty much ever a, since a lot of short films over the years as two different improv groups well. mm-hmm. yeah Try, we had a youtube channel for a while you know all the normal <laughs> stuff we haven't done a podcast but we did talk about it
1: <laughs> so glenn you're, you're very prolific with your output as a filmmaker you know 27 films since 2016 that's pretty pretty crazy i mean you're Slowly building up your own blockbuster video of videos that you that you put together yeah. since then. Is,
2: is that number accurate? I have
0: a problem.
1: <laughs> That's uh, what I got in the email uh, from uh, October Coast, So it, it could be. Either, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: if you count other stuff, there's probably more than that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I like to make things. So it comes back to like I don't I don't know. Like I said, fine art is my background, and I just sort of have to. Create. I mean, I want to, obviously, but like, I, I feel good. I feel like me when I'm making things, and I never want to rush through anything ever. It's always about doing your very best or doing the best I can on whatever that may be. But yeah, I don't know. I like to, I like to create things, and and I love telling stories more than any other form of creation, even though it's the one that takes years off your life and is insanely <laughs> stressful, and probably should just be hitting record and like. <laughs> <laughs> he he
2: gets he gets real unbearable if he doesn't have something to work on for too long
1: (laughs) it's true (laughs) take me a little bit before we get into driven that's a lot of movies it's a lot of output yeah what's your i guess if someone's listening you know what's your recommendation to in terms of distribution or uploading or premiering your film whether it's a shorter feature what have you kind of learned over the years in terms of where to place it and what's worked best for
0: you. Well, it's obviously uh, changed a whole lot in the last 10, 15, 20 years. But what I did for a long time and then even, you know, when Casey and I started working on stuff together was like with short films, I would make the film for as little money as possible, usually nothing other than a little bit of food and whatever props were needed, you know, after you get some gear. Um, And then we would do a uh, local screening as cheap as possible Uh, while still having decent quality and then use ticket sales to submit the film to festivals so the film kind of you know hopefully mostly if you were lucky paid for itself as far as submissions and stuff and then rolling into feature films after that obviously gets trickier because it just takes way longer to film them yeah Um, so it gets it gets a little tougher there but some of the a lot of the same you know it's the same lessons other than the biggest difference, I would say, is the storytelling, the writing element, because the pacing is so different and so much more important in a feature than a short um, as far as getting a rhythm going and those kind of things. Yeah, and I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of the making something and posting it straight to YouTube. I'm more of the make a trailer than try to get you to give me even a dollar, you know, <laughs> something, <laughs> something to watch it. Used to sell DVDs back when, you could
2: actually buy DVDs. The supplies. Yeah,
0: yeah, but now you can't. I had to stop doing it because, um, like, even for short films, we used to sell. We'd put two or three short films on DVD and make a really cool cover and case and the whole whole thing. But you can't, you can't really do that anymore. You can't buy the supplies. Like, it's just not feasible economically. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it seems like eons ago. Just yeah, you know, burning DVDs.
1: Uh, you know, on your on your on your computer, and now it's like, eh. But I mean, hearing what you're saying, it it explains. You know, your twelve time winning uh, you know, award winner at these festivals. Uh, I've seen a lot of these you're sharing with Casey as well. Tulipo Film Festival, ter- in terms of Driven, won Best Feature Film alongside uh, the Magnolia Independent Film Festival, won Best Homegrown for Driven there as well. Jackson Crossroads Film Festival, Best Feature. Shared with Casey Diller. You, you two seem to be the two youths of, of the indie film down Mississippi. <laughs> so that's good. It's good you guys, you know, have that uh,
0: chemistry and you work well together, it seems.
2: Most of the time. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean there's a lot of punches thrown and broken teeth and you know noses yeah. and things, but uh,
2: But it's we worth keep it. coming back, so
0: to find that relationship, there's something there that's <laughs> going wrong. Tag turd uh, forever. I, Yes. up for that.,
1: Casey. it's a unique one. It's definitely a unique hashtag. <laughs> yeah after, yeah after no. looking at if you're looking at your trailer, it definitely does explain the overall tone.
0: <laughs> <of> the <movie. laughs> Thank you. Casey, do you want to <laughs> tackle that? I'm gonna let you walk that landmine.
2: Well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet.
0: Um,
2: no, the, no, I'll no, just no. say that the turd spoon is a topic of conversation that comes up a few times. Um, when I when I when I first finished the script and I sent it to some of my writing friends to read over and give me feedback, uh, my friend Brent Hearn, who's also a writer, um, he he sent me back like the feedback, the critique, and and nice stuff too. And anyway, he signed off by saying like Turd spoon forever exclamation point, and <laughs> I liked it a lot. I was like that'll get people's attention. So
0: yeah, yeah. So we've been teasing that for a while now. <laughs>
2: I don't know that. what I'm going to do when everybody knows what it is.
0: It's uh, it's up. good. I mean,
1: it's good to have like an inside joke attached to your movie. You mm-hmm. know, it, that way you, you, you see someone at a festival, they shout it out. You're like, oh, you saw the movie? And uh, <laughs> it, it's just a fun. It, it's fun. You know, a lot of times if, if you incorporate a little bit of fun with your marketing. Yeah. You know, people are going to want to check it out. People are going to you know want to be in on it.
2: Right. And that's the main thing that we want people to get from the movie i want it i want it to be fun for people just the whole experience whether it's the anticipation the actual watching of it just want <laughs> us all to have fun with it and so far so good
1: what is it about like, what talk to us about driven
2: uh so it's a rideshare driver who picks up a passenger that is initially very prickly and they they sort of have a lot of anti-chemistry at first i guess Thinks he may be up to some nefarious deeds, but it turns out he's just trying to break this multi generational curse that his family set in motion decades and decades ago. And uh, she helps him out with that.
0: What your comparison used to be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like collateral meets hocus pocus meets fallen.
2: Yeah. Some, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Followed it, Denzel watched the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it definitely looks looks like fun. And you guys were able to get um yeah, at first glance, I was like, is that James Vanderbeek? No, it's uh <laughs> <laughs> first glance I was. I was like, he kinda looks like him. Richard Sp- <laughs> 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 no, Spanish.
2: yeah.
0: About it. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: obviously Ugh. you Was in, you know, he's he's got a very uh, impressive resume. He was in, you know, Supernatural, for 12 episodes. Uh, How, how, you know, how were y'all able to, you know, get him in your movie? Did you guys know him? Talk to me about that.
2: First of all, um, James Vanderbeek, if you're listening, (laughs) we would totally work with you um <laughs> just get in touch with us and we'll figure something out
0: as soon as we um, get done with this i'm going to text rich that's that's what we're going to talk about
2: yeah <laughs> and i'm going to text james vanderbeek so <laughs> uh, so oh. we met richard at the oxford film festival um oxford mississippi not oxford england in what 2013 12 something like that
0: yeah you'd have to tell me you're good with dates i'm just he was
2: there with his short film america 101 we were Mm -hmm. there with our short films um third shift and genre Genre and the next year he came which we we met then i think you met him that year i'm not sure that i actually we we, we hung out a little
0: bit at the parties and stuff like that
2: um the next year he came back with uh his friend and co-collaborator rob benedict with their movie the sidekick and he actually flagged us down and was talking about how much he had enjoyed genre Revolt, which was a yeah. casey dillard screenplay glenn payne and casey dillard directing thing
0: mm-hmm. and starring in it we were in it too
2: yeah we were in that one together um That's that was fun
0: big, big ego trip i guess apparently
2: yeah and so glenn i think Kept in touch with him more than I did over the years. You would you would kind of check in with him about pointers and advice here and there when we were
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the uh, distribution-seeking process for things occasionally. Then I wrote Driven in 2017. And, of course, when you have a script and, and you start, like, kicking around ideas, I don't know if this is everyone, but we sit down and, and talk about, like, Dreamcasts that is to say the Dreamcast of people, not the Sega gaming system.
0: I had one of those. I loved it.
2: And who didn't? <laughs> didn't um,
0: short short like lived any, life.
2: Anyone from like Oscar winners to local community theater actors are on the table. I don't remember who brought up Rich first, but I think we both were like, huh. Right. That could actually be a really good fit. And so we sent him the script. I guess he liked it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Again, you're looking at Rich's, uh, you know, IMDb going all the way back from Party of Five. Ernest goes, yeah. goes to camp. Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. Jack. He's been in CSI Miami. He's been in Justified. He's been in
2: Band of Brothers. Yeah.
1: I mean, just yeah. unbelievable uh, uh, resume. So it's you know, awesome to have, you know, a, a guy like that in your movie as well. Yeah. How was it like, uh, you know, The days on set, you know, you're shooting at night. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm I'm already thinking uh, lighting, you know, where are we going to shoot that? You know, did you, was lighting an issue? Did you guys kind of have good locations that were able to give you natural lighting? You know, how, Mm -hmm. but yeah, talk to me about, you know, the difficulty shooting at night
0: well we michael michael williams was our dp who is a friend and a and a director as well from mississippi and he's super talented mm-hmm. so he was great with lighting because lighting in a car is uh, not the easiest thing because it's very limited options are very limited yeah um, and we
2: didn't have a car set we had a car
0: yeah, real oh, car because we were. I was like, Casey, let's make a car movie. It'll be really easy, <laughs> which was not true. That was right. that was untrue. I didn't know that at the time. I thought it, I thought it made sense. But filming at night, Michael did a great job with the rest of the team, and it was all overnights, and it was in the winter, and we had the worst winter storm in like the last 20 years or something in Mississippi, which was incredibly incredibly cold. Uh had several. We had a, a day that was iced out. We thought maybe two, where we just, we actually had um, a large part of the crew was was iced into the cabin they were staying at. So we lost them all Jeez. for Rich's last night. We had to run skeleton crew just to get the last stuff we needed. Um, yeah, our friends
2: Marley and Tyler rescued us.
0: They did. They did. They <laughs> really came through.
2: <laughs> they they weren't and, actually like on the crew, but like both texted out of the blue and were like, "Do you guys need any help tonight?" And we yes. said, "Yes." <laughs> yes we and, do uh,
0: so so michael did a fantastic job i had the movie storyboarder so i knew what we wanted to do as far as all the shop shots go but uh he did a great job with the lighting and working overnights provides a, a very strange uh, psychological effect to people definitely me just changing your sleep pattern um all of a sudden and then trying to get used to it um is very very odd and meals are strange, so there's a lot of complexity to it. I guess the town was a little like slower because there most people are asleep, so that's helpful. But uh, when when it gets down to as low as a wind chill of five degrees, and, and you're yeah. outdoors almost all the time, because it was a mix of fake driving, real driving, mm-hmm. but everybody was so great. Um, Casey was awesome with it. She was fighting through some pretty bad, uh, pretty bad illness. You had bronchitis and strep throat through the first X amount of days.
2: Right. Of filming.
0: And you couldn't eat solid foods, but you still killed it. <laughs> as an actor.
2: Thank and you. Richard,
0: Richard was, was so, so great to work with, man. So fantastic. Such an awesome guy and great performer. And he was just up for, for whatever needed to be done at all times. And he directs a lot of episodes of Supernatural too um so he's very experienced behind the camera as well but we're always i mean i'm really big on collaborating like casey as she said has directed a film when we did genre vault michael's a director and and richard uh, has uh, directs as well so anyway I, i love all the ideas from everybody coming together so um it was a great team effort to survive the nights and somehow we did it although we were all live shorter lives as a result because filmmaking takes years of, off your life. But, but you get addicted to it, and you have to keep doing it.
2: So if if when people watch Driven and and if they end up hating it, um, <laughs> take comfort in knowing that we will live shorter lives because of it. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where can everyone find you guys at Casey and Glenn in terms of social media, website? Where can we find you?
2: Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm um, Citizen Case, and one of them has an underscore, and one of them doesn't. And I would tell you which one is which, but I'm on my phone right now. I think I think Twitter has an underscore between Citizen and Case, and then on Instagram, it's one word. I think we'll, that's right. We'll if find one it. with all the cat pictures. That's me.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm on those as well. I, I, I bit the bullet and made my handle the same on both, just, just so I could have make my life a little easier. My, my uh, Twitter
2: so, handle was taken.
0: Yeah, mine <laughs> is artist artist gp2, uh, which means someone else beat me to it twice. Technically, whoever has artist gp and then artist gp1, those rascals. Oh, um,
1: uh, driven. It's. Uh, it, is there a way anyone can see this right now if they wanted to, or are they gonna? They're gonna have to wait.
2: It will be out June 16th. Uh, mm-hmm. It is currently available for pre-order on iTunes, but that's not the only platform it will be available yeah. on.
0: Yeah, we'll have DVDs and the whole thing. And, and, and our handle for that is at DrivenMovie on Twitter and Instagram. And, and Instagram, also on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And we'll say this. We try to put really cool stuff on there. So there's a lot of kind of special videos, and we get pretty interactive with, with – uh, Be sure
2: to check out Fan Fiction Theater.
0: Yeah, we did some supernatural <laughs> fan fiction theater as a like a reward for something. I don't know. We tried to get some. I many think followers. it was getting
2: a certain follower count.
0: Yeah. So there's some behind the scenes kind of cool, funky, weird stuff on there. Uh, if people want to check it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Again, Driven will be released June 16th, and yeah, it looks good. According to Film Threat, a quote from film threat these groups are where all the fresh talent comes from which is something that the filmmakers and actors behind driven aren't lacking take their word for it as well june 16th we'll send we'll share it all over our so, our social media i can't speak today man and uh, <laughs> we will be sure to share all the handles and and, and the trailer as well again june 16th Anything else before uh, we wrap up? Sorry, I took up uh, more of your time than I anticipated due to no. initial technical difficulties, but thank you for uh, you know sticking with me through that as well.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. No problem I'm, at all. You just you just saved me a few minutes. I'm I'm polishing silver, so. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, my my mom's got me helping out uh, polishing some old silver that she's trying to sell, so. It's funny.
0: That's like a tie-in to the movie. It actually.
2: is. I, I was gonna yeah. say, but I don't. I don't know that he's seen it yet. So yeah, yeah, they're silver. I was gonna mold. save that. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have not yeah. seen the
1: screener yet. No, I have not. But I guess I'll be an audience member come the release date. But I want to thank you two so much for coming on, Casey and Glenn. And yeah, we will thanks be for sure... having us. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're going to. Uh, your haters will be, you know, glad to know or anticipate that. It doesn't sound like this is the last movie coming out. There might be more <laughs> right. coming down the road, and if those do right. come out, you are more than welcome to come back. We'd love to promote you again on your future projects as well. It, you know, it's kind of like a blood in blood out thing with our podcast. You know, once you're in, you're never out. So uh, you'll have a third awesome. party fan for life. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much, <laughs> Glenn Payne and Casey Dillard. Driven coming out, I tell you the date one more time, June sixteenth. Don't forget it. And we are out.
0: Be sure to follow the
1: podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the Indie Rundown, and like our Facebook page, The Indie Rundown Podcast. I'll go home and get your f- shine box.